Welcome back to Movie Trailers Podcast. Your host Chris here with Ro and uh, Brandon is supposed to be joining us in a second. <clears throat> we are here to do a non-spoiler review for John Wick Chapter Four. Um, you know what it is. We're not even going to go through a synopsis or anything like this. Uh, what do you think? I was actually pleasantly surprised. Um, <coughs> I love the first John Wick because it feels like they just kind of snatched a character and decided they were going to do a lot of action comic booky, like, you know, very thin storyline, and they kept it real tight. And I watched it again, and I was like, I have no idea how they've managed to expand this into a universe that I actually <coughs> enjoy coming back to, even when it makes no damn sense. So getting to this one and realizing that they've managed to build out a world that I'm still invested in with characters on multiple levels from different angles that I enjoy when they appear on the screen to where even when I'm satisfied with what they got, I always like more. Like, I love the use of Lawrence Fishburne in this movie, and he is channeling the best of his Othello in in the best of ways. And and I thought, it, I thought it was a smart way for them to bring some threads that were open from the beginning of this story that have been pulled through to a, a nice conclusion. There are moments in here that broke my heart. Um, the action was very much rooted in what this franchise is, what they're doing with like close body contact, a lot of jujitsu, judo, judo throws. And the inclusion of John, of Donnie Yen with his sharp, like, ballet, just, he floats. The man is just impressive. And if I ever see him coming towards me looking real sharp with some fly-ass sunglasses on, I'm giving up. So um, I think mileage is going to vary for this one, especially for people who didn't know how they were really feeling about this after the second and the third. But I really enjoyed it. Um, I love, 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 love all of the additional characters. I love Akira. Um, I, I love the look we got because they still did this, you know, the, they kept the added elements of how they made it a globetrotting story, starting with the second and the third. And I've never wanted a tertiary bad guy to die more in my life. And Billy is officially my second favorite Skarsgård. Alex will always be my favorite. I mean, that's just a given. But this, this, this is now my. He's now he's 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 eking up there real close to being, you know, he's a top tier Skarsgård for me. What did you think? <clears throat> um. Yeah, I, I think when you look back at the John Wick franchise, and we, I think we all know that when they did the first one, they weren't really thinking that this was going to turn into the phenomena it was. Um. And I'm not gonna lie, the second one is where I felt a little nervous because I felt like they tried to do. A lot of stuff, I'm like, wait, 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 wait. I don't need all this shit. I just, I just want him killing people. And I honestly, I think the third one got back to that. And so I wasn't nervous about this one at all because I was like, they course corrected, I feel like. And it wasn't even like the second one was bad. It was just like, you're doing a lot, right? You're doing a lot of world building, but it felt like they, it, this feels like that world building. Uh, John Wick 2 felt like that world building season of a of a really hit show that everybody goes, uh, I'm not really sure about that season. Then you get to the end, you're like, no, no, we needed that. I can probably go back and watch John Wick 2 and go like, no, okay, I get it. We needed that. We needed that, and it's fine. Um, 
because I think that they were able to take, and, and again, this is something that they should be given credit for. This doesn't happen very often. We've seen this go horribly wrong when someone takes something that should be a, you know, a one hit wonder goes, we can make a lot of money off of this. If we keep trying, they go to try and you're like, you didn't understand why we liked the first one in the first place. Um, I think that even with the little bit of sidetracking they did and, uh, you know, and it wasn't even like two was bad. I think they got back with it with three and four is the same way, right? It's, you know, there's a little bit of upfront stuff that you're dealing with. And then after that, it's literally like nonstop action from that moment on to the point of even, even the fights get more ridiculous. And even at, there's a, there's a moment towards the end on the stairs where even you're like, oh, come on, dog. <laughs> and like, you can tell yeah. they were having fun with it and they're kind of like, come on, you know what it is, but you're okay with it because the way they shoot the scenes are great. The, there's a, um, there's a top down scene they do. And I think me, and that's why I want, I want Brandon to get on soon. It felt like a video game. It felt like watching a video game, the way they shot it. And I feel like that is where this franchise has always been, you know, why this franchise has succeeded when others even like, <clears throat> we can probably say it now. Listen, Fast and Furious is, we all love it and stuff like that, but it's been falling off because it feels like they kind of ran out of things. And, and, and you can tell that, um, Vin Diesel wants to thinks he's, he's supposed to act and you're like, motherfucker, we didn't come here to watch you act. Right. Like Keanu Reeves can act, but like in this film, there's times where he's just going like, yeah, and that's it. He, and it works. And it works. Because, and it, cause that's what we're there for. That's what we're there you for. You are talking about, yeah, you're talking about the impossibly long, uh, over the top frame shot, right? Yeah. That is, it's fucking amazing. It's, it's, it's a, amazing. It's, it's a great fucking scene it's like it's that like that scene the scene with the dogs and three like those are the things that you will you why why you come to watch a john wick film and they get it we're like we're gonna give you more of that shit right you want you want more of that yeah i think i think you you said something that that's really an accurate way to look at this it's like they never forgot what worked like chad chad is a stunt director he's a stuntman he's film director like he He's been on the John Wick ride since what the very first one, right? Yeah, I'm so saying, he knows, yeah, 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 he knows why they're here, he knows what works. But this has also been one of those things that it's a true showcase, and it is in and of itself proof of concept for why we need to have uh an acknowledgement and awards for stunt teams and mm-hmm. and this type of work. But but I think you're 100% right because I watched it and I was like. My, the first thing that went over my head is I was like, this is the greatest cutscene ever from a video game. It's the, it's the greatest, it's the, it's the greatest exposition scene ever. And then the next thing I was like, for the people who don't watch that, it's really like looking at something over the top from a diorama. Like somebody took a dollhouse and opened up the doors and took the top off and, and it's the perfect speed. I have vertigo and mm-hmm. I didn't even have any problems with any of the speeds or the differences in the movements until they got to the stairs. You know, and that speaks a lot to how much he's grown as a film director and the team he puts together for what this looks like. This this movie is destructive. It is brutal. It is violent. It is chaotic. But there's just this chemistry and this 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 movement that really works. And I've seen some movies where I have pulled out my phone to see how long I have been sitting in my seat. 
And mm-hmm. regardless of the runtime on this movie, this was not one of them. Well, and, and that's the other thing too that's amazing about this. I, I like I said, I, if you haven't, I, 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 I like this movie. It's two hours and 40, 49 minutes. Mm-hmm. That is a ridiculously long time for a John Wick film. And like, I'm not going to lie. I was a little nervous because even, so chapter three was two hours and 10. I want to say the first one might've been under two hours. I'm pretty sure it was. Chapter two was two hours and two. They've been getting longer. What was it? How much time was it? Yeah. Chapter one, uh, the, the first John Wick, hour and 41 minutes. Got in and got out. I was nervous in chapter two because I was like, they added more story in it. Like, you could have got 20 minutes out of this. Chapter three at that point, because they had set up things in chapter two, I was like, I can go with the long one here. Here, it actually is like, there's other stuff in there, but like, it does feel like it's, you're on the run with John Wick. It feels like you're, and I think that was even the same thing with three, too. It's like, you feel like the entire time you're on the run. Chapter, and that might be Mm -hmm. what it was with you. Two, he wasn't on the run. Three and four are basically one long chase fucking film <laughs> where, where he's on the run and you're just going through different things and let's go around the world and, and see John Wick and others kill a bunch of people in different ways, right? Um, and I think this is the first time, again, I've seen a film outside of comic movies that can have this runtime and are just like, we're going to give you, the audience, what you came here to see. This is what you came here to see. We're going to give it to you. You're going to fucking enjoy it. We're going to have all these actors that you like and actors you like. You're going to have these things. And in a way, too, we're going to build all the world so that if we want to do... Isn't there like an, an, an Amazon series? The Ballerina or something like that? Or am I that Yeah, up? I think the Ballerina is still up in the air. And I'm okay. really hoping it, it comes back yeah. and it, it happens. Because Especially... It, it, yeah. Yeah. Because Anna Darmus actually has some yeah. action chops. Yeah, yeah. So it's there, yeah. There's there's a yeah. So there's there's a there's a, they've actually they actually did again. I I think this franchise is amazing because of what they it it started where they started from, where have they gone with it, how much potential there is to grow and. Again, it hasn't grown stale. Even when there was, uh, again, a hint of a messed up, it then came back and you're like, oh, okay, no, no, we're here. We, we, they, they didn't forget where they were and actually they did what they needed to do in, in two to put out a long, larger world that we needed. Because once he said that the, the, once they set the idea that John Wick can't get out, because that's what, and, you know, at the end of chapter one, you're just like, okay, what do you do for chapter two? He's out. And he's like, oh, no, no, he can't get out. And then you set this, larger idea of the the high table and all this other stuff, you're like, oh, okay. Well, now you have a franchise that can continue to give me what I want. And he also there for almost three hours. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm yeah, fine. I mean, okay. At first, when I went in, I was like, I, I'm like, okay, I, after the first one, which I, I agree, I think it's the perfect runtime. Um, it stays focused on exactly everything that's going on and you get some great movement. And the right people need to die, and they die in ways that you're happy with. And I agree, the second one was really about, you know, well, what do we do with this? But I also like the fact that in this movie, there's finally an explanation for something that you see in the second movie. Like, you know, remember there's a scene in every single movie where John is always saying, you don't want to owe me? Mm -hmm. 
And, you know, the, the whole thing is, homie shows up, calls in his marker, then he wants to kill John so he can tie up the loose ends and no one will ever know what he did, right? Mm-hmm. But I don't know how many people remember, John holds Winston's marker. Mm-hmm. He got it at the end of that movie. Right. So, you know, the only way to get out of a marker is to fulfill it or for the person to hold it to die. Mm-hmm. And that's why I love the way that they play out the relationship with what you have with Winston after everything that happened, you know, and he double crossed him <laughs> at the end of the last movie to save himself. Right. So I, I love all these different pieces. As far as I'm concerned, if you're going to take something that's basically built off a paper thin interpretation of something like the boogeyman it's a a damn fairy tale and -hmm. you want to build out a whole world this is how you do it well it's like it's what we always talk about when we laugh about when we talk about the avatar movies and what they did with we had a battle angel the first movie was basically a tech demo mm -hmm. all right cool we're gonna we're gonna give you an action film that like nothing we've seen before um built around a a, a, a an honestly a ridiculous concept, right? <laughs> and see if you like it. If the audiences like it, we'll we'll we can we can take it from there. If they don't, hey, we made a good fun film and it's great and it's built. And, and I think it, it also helps that we also we all know that Keanu Reeves is also like the nicest one of the nicest men in Hollywood. Yeah. And so him being this guy who who is the boogeyman is literally like, come on, guys, if it. If you if if at any point you said, "Hey, I need the face of the boogeyman be someone in Hollywood," nobody's picking no John. One's, nobody's one's picking Keanu, Keanu Reeves. Reeves. Nobody's picking Keanu Reeves, right? And so it being him and things like this, and this is the way things go. And again, there's this thing in these later, uh, particularly, particularly this movie, where they also are in on the joke too. They know how ridiculous it is. They know why you're there. So in, in, in John Wick 4, scenes ling- linger on certain things that probably shouldn't, and action scenes go longer and more ridiculous than they, they normally would. But they know that, hey, you're here for this. This is why you're here. Your butts are in this seat for these ridiculously over-the-top scenes, like when they were running around uh, in, in uh, the traffic circle and things like that, and people getting hit by the cars. and like It's a ridiculous, ridiculous scene. It is. However, you're it's, just like, but it's awesome the way they choreographed it, like the way it works, just the breakneck speed in which it happens. You know what it reminds me of? It, it, it reminds me of what, they, what they've turned. Uh, this is exactly what it is. It's what they turn the Mission Impossible films in, too. Yeah. The Mission Impossible films now are completely absurd. Especially, the, I think the last one, even when they did the trailer for the, not, not this one that's coming out soon, but when they did the trailer for the last one, there was like a... There was like a, a whole sequence in the tra- uh, and the whole point in the trailer where they were just like it was just uh, Ethan Hunt getting fucked up. It was like him uh, getting thrown thrown around, thrown into a wall, him uh, going over the car, like him falling down, like him, yeah, him just constantly getting his ass whooped in the trailers, right? Because they're like, hey, buddy, you know what you're here for. It's 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 Tom Cruise doing all these stunts, doing ridiculous stuff. And oh, by the way, we're gonna throw that John, we're gonna throw that Tom Cruise run in there too, because you know we we know what you know. The Tom Cruise runs is important, so we're gonna throw that into the trailer. 
Right there, there's and a scene of him in the, in the new trailer with him. Just, yeah. You're gonna get the three quarter body turn mm-hmm. and some semi monosyllabic thing that he says mm-hmm. right before he just wails on everybody in front of him. And at some point, he's going to throw a gun in somebody's face. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm like, okay, <laughs> cool. That's that's what I'm here for, right? That's that's what I want. And and I'm like, okay, let's let's go for it. And I think everyone who watches these films enjoy this and and again you can tell the entire cast had fun you, you mentioned uh lawrence fishburne this remind me of when he was in predators when he played that character in predators and you're just like yeah. oh this motherfucker's having fun he just he he just being like <laughs> that Giddy that's what he's with yeah, it yeah he's he went all the way in on the character and he does the same thing here where you're just like you can just tell it's like okay, you're just you're just having fun at this point. That's what this is. You're just having fun. But, There's but they've also they've also done things that make it to where you watching it get to have fun. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think sometimes I I feel like people have forgotten that that is an okay thing for movies to do for you. Like there are a couple of times where I was like, I kind of wish you know there was a different kind of fighting, and then I realized no, everybody settled into their style. You. You know, the expectation now is what are the ways that they've adjusted for having to fight John, Mm -hmm. right? And, you know, you've got all these different kinds of body armor now. You've got all these different kinds of techniques that are happening. And then you realize, I'm like, no, okay, yeah, this is, is, I'm I'm an idiot. This is what I'm here for. No, I I don't want any of those things I just said a minute ago. Well, there's there's the thing thing you see in the, you've seen the trailers, there's not spoilers. And we've known it from the other films that, you know, part of being, you know, member of the Continental, the suits are bulletproof. So they go full bore in that, in this, in, in this movie. And you're like, cause they're like hiding behind like their, the jackets and things like that. And I'm like, actually, no, you know what? That makes sense because in the first time, all we're doing is watching people get headshot. Well, now if you're fighting other people that are equipped just like John Wick, then yeah, they would have bulletproof suits too. So you can't. Yeah. You can't go the way you normally would go. And so you're right. So you, you see this adjustment. So on, on surface, it looks like it's ridiculous. But then you're like, actually, this is a natural progression of this film and where we're at. This actually makes sense. So, okay, let's, let's do that. Yeah. <laughs> and unlike some of the other movies that you kind of made reference through, um, you know, James Cameron's thief. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, he's a very highly successful thief. Let's be real. Um, he turned Michael Myers into his Terminator. And it worked, right? Um, but John Wick doesn't come from anywhere. And I think that's one of the more impressive things about it. It's like they're building a universe, they built a story, and yeah, it gets to the point to where they kind of wrapped everything around the idea of, yeah, I think and I'm that, and the consequences of that. And they gave us, at this point, three movies of the consequences of him yelling that one thing, right? Mm-hmm. And all of it works. They don't try to make him a hero. They don't try to make him a bad guy. He's just John Wick. So we don't have to play out all these stupid existential expo- uh, exposition moments in the narrative. You get really great rooftop conversations that have meaning and depth and then turn into a moment to where someone else just kind of looks at him and like in the trailer says, you are, and then he just goes, yeah. Well, is, is and, that, is the, you can't kill them all, John. And you just look at him like, but, but, but can he, can't he though? He's like, are you sure? Are, are I don't you know. Sure I, I don't know. I think, I think maybe, 
think that we can. And it's just, I mean, it's that. It's like, um, yeah, the fact that we have uh, Clancy Brown in this film, right? And the character he plays, it's just, there's, there's a lot of, of. There's never a bad day to give no. Clancy Brown and, on and, and the thing about it is they, this is a franchise where they add these things in and any other franchise did it would have. You would have been like, well, what? Wait, like the way they introduced the marquee and things like that. They they have slowly built out this world that you can kind of pick up context clues and, and things they say in dialogue and things like that. And they tell you in the story and you start picking it up as you go along. You're like, hey, we don't have to compromise and make a. And I think this is the lesson they learned from two is we don't have to slow down our pace just to catch the audience up. And I think they also learned this from a lot of ways in some of the way that comic films are doing this. like. Hey, no, audiences are smart enough to pick this up. We're not going to yeah. slow down. Uh, they're going to pick up the content clue. And also, if you keep them happy with the other stuff, then, then that's all that matters, right? It's if like, they miss it, they'll just go watch it again. Right, exactly. They'll just watch it again because they want it's, to. It's fun to watch. And so, yeah, I, I think that's the thing that also I, I, I find um, fascinating about films like this and in which they, 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 it's it's a it's a very simple concept, but just in life, I don't see this happen. N- know your audience, right? Know what they know what they come also, to the. It's also know your genre. Know your genre. Know your audience. Know what you're coming for. Know what they're coming for. Know what they want to see, and you can then add. It's again, I go to this idea of the good comic films do this. They know what the audience is for, and they know what they're here for. So let's do that and and, and go forth from there and. It works. It's just like, I, I, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to work for them, but it's like when they made the film Nobody. And you watch that, you go on like, hey, you know what? This no, is this, this is brilliant. This is what I... Because at first it was like, oh, it's a John Wick clone knockoff. Like, no, it wasn't. Actually, it wasn't. And you know what? I enjoyed the fuck out of that film. That film was great. And, like, how many, and how many times have we all said, you know, somebody should make a retired agent movie? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, okay, that's what they did. And this is, this is fun. And I, again, to me, it's it's hard to be four, again four films in, four films in, um, they from from a franchise turned into a franchise that should never have been, um, they still find new ways, and I think that's the that's the important thing for me for, again, two was world building, but when you look at one, three, and four, they really found new ways of engaging the audience, right? Uh, three was uh, bringing those Belgian Malinois in and having the dogs. Uh, four, they kind of take all of this. We're going to bring in different fighting styles, different, you know, <laughs> literally, <laughs> um, you, you, you bring in, uh, 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 all, you, you have the dogs too. So there's, there, you, you bring, there's always a dog in John Wick. So, and we saw it in the trailer. So, you know, the dog there, um, you bring in, uh, Shamir Anderson and what his character is and, and what he's doing. You, you don't really get a feel for what, who he is and what he's doing up front. Um, but even then, and this is what the franchise do. They always bring in this one character and, and this one, they bring in several where you're like, you don't have the full background on them. You just know they're a badass, And you're like, so how is this going to work out? And then you see, you're like, oh, okay. That this is, this person's going to be a like, problem. Okay. Yeah. Hierarchy. Yeah. And, and you don't need to, right. And you don't need, they don't need to give you a, you know, like you said, what they did with Donnie, Donnie, uh, in, and, 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 and Kane. You get enough of the background on some of these characters, others you don't, and all you need to know is they're deadly. 
um, in this world of deadly characters. And yeah, let's see what happens. Let's yeah, throw, throw, mean... throw them on to a, 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 a movie and have them all fight each other. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, this is one of the few places, like, every once in a while, I used to watch John Wick and then I would watch The Nightmare Before Christmas. Mm-hmm. Like, in close proximity to each other. And I was like, you know what? These are similar styles of storytelling. <laughs> Well, like you've got, you know, you've got the, you've got the pumpkin king, you've got the Bowery king, and, and and I started, I was like, okay, that's that's why this works, right? Like they've taken these things that are kind of myth making type thing, and they've tied it in with this whole idea of uh the world next to the real world, right? You know, the one beyond what you see, and. And every single time that they turn the page and show you something about it, it's interesting. Like, when you see what they're doing with the Bowery King, I feel like people are going to want more Lawrence Fishburne on screen. But you also recognize why you don't get more of him. Because this movie really is about coming full circle to John Wick and the table the high table, right? Mm -hmm. But the way they placed everything, and this all started with, you know, promises kept, promises broken. So when you see how they play that out with Kane versus how they play that out with the Marquise, played brilliantly by Bill Skarsgård, you realize you are four movies deep on perfect villains. Mm -hmm. Like, every time someone tells me we don't get any real good villains anymore, I was like, do you not watch John Wick movies? (laughs) Right. Because because you a damn lie. Like, even even the way that they play, like, like Rena as Akira, mm-hmm. listen, I'm ready for whatever they would like to do with the character Akira. I, I, am, I am here for all of it. Right. And, and, and that's a and, great... This is the first time I've seen a franchise like this that's, that became a franchise, and you can actually do spinoffs with the other characters that I actually mm-hmm. want to see. Like, yeah, there's a lot you can do here and you just, yeah. And, and there's things. In, and, and again, I feel like this, the way they wrote this movie is if you do spinoffs, great. If you don't, okay. Like right? they, they basically, they basically opened the door and said, here's an on ramp for anyone who wants to try. If the studios want to pick it up and go forward with it, we can. Um, but, um, if they don't, then okay, we're, we're okay with that too. So here you go, <laughs> you know? And, um, yeah, I, I actually do think they, they might actually go with the a character. Okay. There is definitely some things to do there with some of the conversations I, that were had. So they could, I mean, did you stay past the credit? I did not. Did they have an after credit scene? There is a hundred percent an after credits dream. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, please do not leave your seat. I'm sorry, I was just tired. It was a three hour movie, and it was in the middle of the week, so I had to leave. So I had a I, feeling they might do they might do an after credit scene. So okay, I'm here for it. I'm I'm not. That's all I'm gonna say. You know, if you pick up from the natural flow of the conversation for where I felt the need to say that there's an after credit scene, you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. If you so don't I, watch the movie, you'd be yeah, good. I kind of yeah. I, I kind of yeah, figured. Yeah. I, I kind of felt like there would be, 
But again, like I said, it was almost three hours, and I was tired as shit. It was almost ten o'clock at night. I was like, I go home. So I understand it was late here too, but I ended up being um, somewhere. I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna wait till everybody is not moving, and then I'm gonna go. So I accidentally was still in the movie theater because <laughs> I was waiting for people to leave and get out of my way. Um, but yeah, like I I actually tried to sit down. And I tried to think of what didn't work in this movie. And I realized all of my complaints were because I'm greedy. Mm-hmm. Not because they did something wrong. I do believe that they extend the fight sequences yeah. to the max. <laughs> they do. And that may not be everybody's bag, but I enjoyed 100% of every single second of it. And especially the parts where it came when Kane was involved. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so here's the thing, too. It's like, and, and we're going to do a spoiler for this. We, and we, got, we owe you guys a, a, a Creed spoiler. So we'll probably just do it this week and get both of those knocked out. Um, but the, the thing for me is, and I always say this, when scenes are extended and you know it's done on purpose because the directors and the writers are basically looking at are doing that straight face stare into the camera type deal. It's like, mm-hmm. yeah, you know, I'm, I'm a hundred percent okay with it. It's, it's when they're not done on purpose and somebody just didn't know when to edit that I start going, Oh, come on, dude, this is, they are done on purpose. And I think there's reasons for that. We'll talk during the spoilers about that. But I, 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 I absolutely know for a fact, again, I'll just go back the stare scene. Is one of those yeah. things where Man, you're, that you're was just like, exhausting. like there, there's a, ex- there's a moment where somebody falls down some stairs, and you're like, you son of a bitch, and they keep on going, and literally you're like, no, you did that shit on purpose. You know, you was supposed to stop, and he kept on going back to the yeah, bottom of the stairs. Like this is bullshit. And, what are we and, doing right? right now? And I was just like, okay, I get it. This is what you all want to do, and and again, it's not because it's a story, not because somebody didn't know how to edit. It's literally because of we're gonna. They in the seats. We're gonna make them sit in these seats for the entire time. And watch this shit. And I'm like, you know what? You're you goddamn right. I'm I'm a sucker. I, you I, got me. You already got mom. Yep. Okay. Cool. And and I'm in. I'm okay with it. So. Yeah. But also, those are some of the places where the humor and the beats for the humor that were established in the first movie that have held up so well mm-hmm. through the other movies. That's where they are. Like, there's one moment where it's supposed to be a high drama and someone yells, fuck you. And I swear to God, mm-hmm. everybody... <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, everybody laughs. Lost their shit. Yeah, there's another moment where, uh, like, the introduction, the real introduction of Akira, and, like, everybody's like, woo! And you were... It was money! And... But there were also the other moments where there's something that, that, that there's a couple things that are happening surrounding actions taken by the Marquis. And and I and this and it's just funny. And the only thing that was missing from this movie for me was Angelica Hughes. Mm-hmm. But even when you get the explanation of what's going on and why we're once again on a globe trotting moment, which you kind of have to do because he's still excommunicado, right? Mm-hmm. They don't waste an opportunity to snip a thread. So every place where you think this franchise is probably hanging on too long or other franchises hang on too long and beat a dead horse. John shoots them in this one. There, mm-hmm. There's no, there's no need to revisit. There's no need to rehash. John kills 
and cauterizes whatever is that loose thread that would have you backwards looking. And I think that is one of the smartest things they could possibly have done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. It, oh, yes, but I, brace in act one, y'all. I'm going to tell you right now, just brace in act one. Yeah. Yeah. It's, there's, yeah. This is, this was, yeah. I, I got to give it to him. This was a very, um, I, I don't know. It, it's still incredible to me that, that we got here. And, and you know what? This is what I'm going to say. The, there's an element also in how they do these, the, these scenes and make them so long of a lethal weapon. I'm getting too old for this shit because also mm-hmm. you got to remember, you know, and, and you can see, start seeing it. We, I started seeing it a little bit in, in three and I know this might be blasphemy for some people, but you see it a little bit in four too, just because of who he's around. Keanu Reeves is getting old. He's getting up there. He's getting a little slow. But I think that's also the purpose of this is a tiring, this is a man who, you know, this for us has been nine years. I forgot the first one came out in 2014. So this has been a nine year journey. But for like John, this has been like maybe a, maybe a year, maybe if that a few months, like this is, yeah, this is, this has been, yeah. So this has been also the thing of, this has been a very short time frame for this character. So there's also a wariness to him that you can kind of get. So, and which I, which I appreciate because also part of it is, you know, the actor is getting old, but you're like, also God, he's taken a lot of hits. Like there's a scene where at one point where he and somebody else, he takes off his, his jacket top and you can just hear the <laughs> shells drop on the ground. <laughs> and you're like, Oh dog. Cause you got to remember, it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. He's he's got the bulletproof uh, 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 um, suit on, but like anybody, who, you know, and I've not experienced Impact it, but anybody, made. huh? Impact was made. That's what I'm saying. It's like, yeah, it's like you know, anybody who's ever been shot, and, and I'm not speaking from experience, but who's been shot with body armor knows, like, you still get hit that with shit that shit. Hurts. That shit still hurts. Shit fucking hurts. So when you that happens, bruises. you right. So you can you can you're getting the sense of the fact that like. This is a weariness that's happened to him. But yeah, it's like, this has been nine, nine years. Nine years, so yeah. This has been, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's one of those things where I always get really angry when people are like, oh, well, it's not cinema. I'm like, fuck you. Action movies are cinema too, bruh. But the, I mean, the set pieces in this movie are amazing. The costumes in this movie are fantastic. It's not yeah. just John and his suit. Right, and that's what you I'm know? saying. Like, I, I, I hate that too. I, I hate the idea that people don't treat these as cinema. Then what is cinema? Like, like the choreography of these these scenes, the choreography of these scenes, the way that these, the the way they shoot some of these moments, the the actors, the timing that you have to do to keep this up. Because again, the the breakneck neck pace you have to do in this, and then also, quite frankly, there's a subtlety in the acting, right? Mm-hmm. There's a subtlety in the acting that, you know, while John is uh, not a man of many words, when he does speak and when they do talk, some of the conversation between him and Kane, um, also hell, you know, some of the you know things that Clancy Brown says to, uh, Bill Scarscar's character, you know, the Marquis, like there are things that are in that you know are said in the way they're delivered, that. Again, you don't need to have these long monologues that have the same impact here. And I think 
that's also very important in in the way I, that they do these like it's yeah yeah i really feel like sometimes people have this idea of what drama is and it, it and it can only fit in if it doesn't fit in that narrow column of drama then somehow or another we're not talking cinema we're just talking quote-unquote movie and I, I don't live there i mean like some of the best chase scenes i've ever seen in my entire life which have been repeated and stolen from and added and riffed off in every movie including this one it's a french connection and that's cinema so when i'm watching john wick and they're in the same city playing on the same cobblestone using the same angles but doing something absolutely insanely cartoonishly excessive and it works you don't get to disrespect that because it's not high drama. And I don't think you need a big fucking soliloquy to get the point across if five words can do and you're mad because one of them was a customer. Get over yourself. I feel like people want to suck the fun and the joy and the life out of everything. And this, if it if it seems like it's over the top, well, then the violence was excessive. Or And, and I, I, I'm like, no, some people just need to die and they need to die horribly. And if you hit a dog, I'm okay if you die painfully like so the concept of taking the idea of building a mythology shoving it into a fairy tale and wrapping it all around the idea of someone who is completely suppressed all of their violent tendencies in the name of love and the last tangible piece of evidence gifted to them from the person who they changed everything about themselves for gets taken from them violently and that there is an untoward amount of consequence and ripple effect that can absolutely upend everything for everyone who touches them. That's not unrealistic unless you live in some little bubble where you don't deal with real people or you never have to deal with the fallout and consequences of your actions. Now, do people just, I mean, you know what I mean? So. Mm -hmm. I like the fact that it's bombastic. I, I think the visuals are stunning. I think, and I think I, I, I really, really, really like well done violence. And I know what that says about me putting that sentence together, but you know what I mean, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so yeah, I, I like. I'm never mad when I see Clancy Brown. I swear to God, my most uh, quoted movie is still Highlander. And in case anyone has not taken a nice look at Chad's IMBD lately, he is attached to Highlander as the director. That I'm 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 here for it. Yeah. And you know, he, I'm just like, I don't know he's attached to the ghost of Tushinmiya too. I fuck that word up all the time, forgive me. But you know what I mean? He's attached to some of the most exciting TV shows and projects in some way, shape, fashion, or form. That, And I think a big part of the reason is it's because he understands the purposeful use of body and dialogue. Like, there's a scene where they could have had the mar marquee go off and, you know, have some big, huge moment where he pontificates. And instead, they turn it into a chasing through Paris, mm. where everything 
that could possibly go not his way or go not John's way happen, right? Mm-hmm. And I think if you just kind of let this movie work for you, that there's there's depth here. I just I don't know why everybody feels like you got to be depressed in order for a movie to have some kind of resonance. I don't need to be depressed. Sometimes I just need to see people get shot. Right. And it looks like the the ballerina's already shot. They just need to release it. So So we are getting um Mr. Armas. Yeah. So we are getting that. It looks like it's it's pretty much done and takes place in between 3 and 4. So, yeah. So we're going to get another revenge narrative. Yes. Yeah. That's I mean uh, from everything I'm reading so far, that's what it is. So yeah. Do do we like Lynn Weissman? What from? That's the director. Oh, I don't know. Oh, we like Lynn. That's Underworld. Okay. Okay. And Total Recall. Okay. Okay, I can get down with that. Wait, which Underworld? The first one. Okay. Yes, the first one. Okay, I had to, you know, I had to ask. I was just, you know, you never know. Well, he did the other one. He did some of the other ones too, but yeah. But um, the first one was totally his baby. Yeah, isn't that Kate's husband? I don't. I don't. Oh, it used to be. That's Kate's ex-husband. Okay, so we liked him then. We'll see if we still like him. Um. Yeah, the underworlds he made after they broke up. I mean, you can tell he didn't really like it no more. But uh, oh, that's terrible. But yeah, no, I'm I, I I'm excited because I really feel like that's a smart place to drop in something episodic, and it is TV, right? Um, not no, sure. It, it, it's oh, a, it's a film. Yeah, it's like they made it into a film. So, huh? Also, did live live free and die hard. I'm not gonna lie, I enjoyed that film for being ridiculous. I did too. It was so, ridiculous. That, that film was ridiculous. I enjoyed the fuck out of that film. It's one of those. It's one of those. I shouldn't like this, but I do. Type mm-hmm. <laughs> type mm-hmm. deals. So, but um, I feel that way about John Wick. Yeah. Like when the first one came out, I'm like, I probably shouldn't like this as much as I do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but I really feel like we haven't gotten a character that's played around with some kind of its own internal mythology that's not based off anything but builds on itself in a way that I really enjoy. I really feel like we haven't had anything like what they've done with that since Highlander. Yeah. And, you know, the TV show was far more successful in retaining and understanding what it was that the audiences were there for. But that 1980s Highlander really kind of changed the game for how we got a lot of... Listen, who's not going to like watching a movie about immortals running around cutting each other's heads off? Like... Right, swords, that opened on. with the Come WWE. On. Come on. And then for the TV show, and you got that song going, like, come on, dog. Like, let's... Yeah. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. Come on, come on like, buddy. one of the four horsemen of the apocalypse yeah. is actually, like, the coolest motherfucker ever. Come on, buddy. You know we watching that shit. Come on. Let's go. But, but I really feel like John Wick is that for people who were too young, or it just kind of was outside what they watched because you know a lot of people didn't get the highlander tv show until they went to syndication mm-hmm. 
And, you know, a lot of people don't didn't get Highlander the movie until it became a cult classic behind like Terminator and other movies like that from the 80s into the 90s into the aughts when people were looking for older movies and switching from VHS to DVD. But I really feel like we haven't had a movie or a franchise with that kind of energy or potential in mythmaking since then. So maybe that's why I'm so attached to this one. And video games. It well, definitely thing, understands. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's that yes. So um all right, out of ten, what would you give it? I'd give this movie an eight and a half. Okay. Uh, Maybe a nine. Here. I, I we'll get Brandon on the spoiler review, but um uh I'd definitely give it a nine. Um yeah, it this is what I want in a John Wick film. It's um Again, it's one of those things I didn't even really watch trailers like that because I was just like, okay, cool. You know, that's this is one of those ones. I, I think even with the trailers, I'm not even sure how many trailers they did for it because, like, after the first one they did, we, I just saw clips of it where they you kept saying, you're going to kill them all, John. And that was, you can't, no, I, I did see the first trailer. It was like, you, you, you can't kill them all, John. And I was like, ah, uh, that's a challenge. Okay, I'm here. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, like, didn't watch any, that, I didn't I watch like, that's any all I trailers for I this. Like, I, like, I, I didn't even did. bother. Yeah, I was like, come on. Come on, guys. Come on, buddy. Come on. Come on. Like, I'm here for it. So, um... I, yeah, yeah. I looked at the cast list. I looked to see it, who the cinematographer was. And I saw the... Uh, and I saw that uh, there was a Scars guard. And I was like, okay, he's the mm-hmm. bad guy. And I don't care. And then I got saw Clancy Brown, and I was like, well, maybe maybe Clancy's the bad guy. And I didn't look at anything because I didn't want to know. I didn't want to be spoiled. But yeah, I was just mostly curious as to whether who the cinematographer was. Mm-hmm. It's the dude from Nightmare Alley. Okay, that makes sense. And The Shape of Water. And I say his name that way because I cannot pronounce his last name. His first name is Dan. But he's Danish, and I don't want to disrespect him by messing up his lesson. But yeah, once I saw that it was him, and he had, I was like, okay, I, I let's see what they do. I'm gonna let him cook. So yeah, I think I can go ahead and give this a nine because I even like the soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything about this movie made me happy. I wanted to see it again as soon as it was over. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, this is one of those things that like we can tell y'all to go. But you were already gonna go see this. Yeah. So if I mean, you were gonna watch if you if you watch John Wick movies, you were already gonna yeah, see this. You're, you're just gonna you're, be really happy. Yeah, you're you're already in. So like I said, I'm yeah. W- just keep feeding it into my veins. I'm there. And so yeah, let's keep doing it. So um all right folks. Uh we will have some more movies coming out soon. Um movie trailer reviews. Stay tuned. And there's also some stuff coming out on uh, premium. So, like I said, we owe you guys two spoiler reviews. We do a spoiler review for this and also for Creed 3. Um, so, those will come out soon as well. So, again, folks, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, we're out of here. Peace.